Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, joined by Tom Timmerman and Jim Thomas. We're all here in the STL. And, uh, well, JT, and I, and I think we pretty much owe this one to Tom, but we're going to start off with a positive <laughs> note. And that is, um, since our last visit, uh, Robert Portuzo on the board. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he responded to some uh, some good-natured ribbing from, uh, from Tommy Timmerman. Uh, 17 goals in 10 years. And uh, as Tom says, he can, he can remember, he can remember each and every one, but it's not a, not a, a big uh, volume of, of, of goals, but uh, boy, since he's came back in the lineup, uh, you know, we, we've seen him at his best. He's been physical, which Baruby loves. And even before the two fights, uh, remember the, uh, it was one of the uh, wins over Colorado very early in the game. It was a game where the, the blues fell behind two to nothing. And uh, he just cleaned out uh, Gabriel Landeskog's sinuses with a hit to the face <laughs> over by the bench. And uh, yeah, uh, Bartuzzo uh, was penalized, but uh, boy, the uh, uh, avalanche were, they were, they were kind of looking over their shoulder every time Bartuzzo was in the, uh, in the area. So good to see that the, the blues need, uh, uh, they need uh, more of that. And, and uh, if, uh, Clem Costin uh, makes it in time to play any regular season or postseason games. They'll, they'll get they'll get even more of that. But uh, it was good to see from Bartuzzo, and he's one of the even in his Zoom era, he's he's one of the fun, fun guys to uh, to talk to. Yeah, there's only a few people that I would bring up scoring droughts with, and and Bortuzzo is one of them because he's uh, he's, he's he's good about that kind of stuff. He realizes it. And he, and he, and then he, and he makes fun of it and, uh, and has a good time with it. So uh, it's good, but yeah. And I, it's amazing. He doesn't have more goals. I mean, he's, he's got actually, you know, good instinct, good. He just, it just doesn't happen for him, but uh, he's a guy that, you know, I've, I've said this before could, you know, is actually a good goal scorer. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> he almost had another one last, <laughs> last night. Yeah. I, I like too uh, how he, uh, he took a little shot at uh, John Kelly, I guess the yeah. last when a couple of years ago when he scored, Kelly reminded everyone it was like a 300 game gold drought for Bortuzzo or whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, he may see the video more than he reads the paper. Cause uh, I, I, I certainly have mentioned um, Robert's uh, challenges uh, in print, but I, <laughs> he must not, he must not be a subscriber. Well, we'll have to get him uh, to, and now that uh, we're all on board with uh, Bortuzzo, we'll have to get him to, to read more often, you know, and on it, but seriously, as you look to a matchup against uh uh, a physical team, um, you know, you, you're, you're just going to, you're going to need all of this. Now you mentioned, you know, Roberts kind of works his way back into good graces, Sammy Blay in and out of the lineup can't, you know, he's got to be healthy. He's got to, but he's a guy that can certainly throw his body around. I don't know if, if Costin will be a factor or not, but he certainly fits the profile. Uh, this, uh, you know, they got into some physical play with Minnesota because you have no choice. And, uh, you know, I, I guess JT, are, you think they can get ready to, to for the for the heavy uh, for the heavy work ahead against the Golden Knights? Because besides Ryan Reeves, they got a, they had a bunch of guys that will certainly uh, lay the lumber. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, obviously Braden Channel, he will uh, he will hit people, but uh, yeah, Vegas is a a, a huge challenge, uh, obviously, and uh, they 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 do a they do a lot of things well. I'm very curious though. Uh, it was, I believe, last week in this very spot at the net front where you said your your preferred matchup uh, was Vegas over Colorado, right? So, uh, 
Yeah. I Well, again, I got confidence in Bortuzzo, for one. Um, <laughs> listening. Uh, we don't want him on our bad side. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think this team, theoretically, I don't know, uh, Tom, I know they're physical, and for sure, and that they're going to have to answer that, Bell. But, you know, I just compare that to the explosiveness of Colorado and uh, and wonder if the Blues aren't better suited to face Vegas. You know, the, the, the last time they played them, they, they looked like a good match for them. There are a lot of games before that in which uh, Vegas seemed to bring out the worst in the Blues. So, um, you know, the last two games notwithstanding, the Blues look like they're more in their game. And so maybe more likely to see a game like that three to one win they had over Vegas uh, the last time they met. Um, but uh, Vegas has at times made the Blues look, look pretty bad, but um, it's the playoffs. Well, uh, JT, uh, speaking of uh, the last two games, um, our heroes uh, had a tough stretch against the Lanch and the Wild. I mean, certainly they were uh, able to elevate their play from where it was facing those two very good teams. I guess a letdown was somewhat inevitable uh, against the, the, the Duck. There's nothing special about that team just playing out the string with a fair number of young players still trying to find their way. But... Uh, you know, I, I guess when you see uh, the chief talk about, you know, loss of energy and, and, you know, the guys wondering a bit about, you know, the intensity of the last two games, uh, a little bit of a concern. And, and I guess uh, just in time going to face a, a, a really big challenge uh, this weekend. Yeah, I uh, uh, we, we just haven't seen uh, the Blues have long stretches of sustained good play. They, they did it last year. Last year they had believe eight game win streak, seven game win streak, you know, a couple times. And obviously in the, in the cup year, they had that franchise record 11 game win streak. They just can't seem to sustain things, but I'm, I'm not too tore up over, over what happened against uh, uh, Anaheim. Uh, I, I, I actually was in some ways encouraged by Monday. A lot of people say, boy, what a strange game this looked like. It was strange because the blues didn't have their a game yet. They managed to, to win the game kind of, uh, workmanlike, businesslike, which they haven't done. They, they, they haven't done that. You, you know, I, I thought we'd see a little more last night because at least the possibility now they wouldn't have clinched uh, anyway because Arizona lost. But still, uh, I, I expected a little more juice uh, 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 last night. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – they still – you get, you know uh, – uh, NH, uh, the, the Anaheim, uh, as, uh, as, uh, as Mike Hoffman pointed out, is an NHL team. You got three out of four points, but I, yeah, I expected a little more juice, uh, against the Ducks last night. That's for sure. The Blues have played the Ducks four times at Enterprise Center in the last six weeks, and they've only won one of those four games. Uh, you know, they did get four points because of overtime losses, but, um, you, you know, it's what I guess is what's good. It's going to make these Vegas games good for them is it's the best of all worlds for the blues. It's they're against a good team and they're on the road. And that's when um, the, the blues seem to be at their best. So um, this could be good for her and they don't have to play Vegas again. And um, they, they, it's a team that thrive. This, the blues team thrives on emotion and they need to be able to bring that every night to play with that energy. And, Obviously, when you get into playoff series, it's easy to find because you're playing the same team, and we all know the drill there. So, you know, the lacks of energy, um, you know, shouldn't be as steep. But they're still having periods. You know, it used to be routinely the second period, but now sometimes it's 
first, sometimes it's the third where they're, they're just not showing up with the uh, vim and vigor uh, that they need. And speaking of not showing up, uh, JT, uh, in and out of the lineup, the mystery that is number 91. The net front, a familiar topic, Vladimir Tarasenko in the, uh, the net front. Vladimir is a, uh, a bit of an enigma coming back from the injury. And, uh, you know, I don't know. At this point, so close to the playoffs, uh, with all the uh, struggles to get him going, finding the spot for him, again, in and out, kind of wonder, you know, and, uh, you know, it's it been a familiar topic in the post-dispatch as well. Uh, where's 91 and, and where is he going to be in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was interesting before uh, there was uh, announced that he had this lower body injury. Uh, it just, boy, it, it just seemed to be playing better without him. And you go back to last season and, uh, you know, they missed him for 61 games. They, they had no problems, you know, over the long run scoring goals. Again, it was their highest scoring team since 94, 95 last year without Vladimir Tarasenko for 61 games. Then he comes back and, and again, uh, Doug Armstrong, when he did that, uh, just the beginning of March, uh, kind of state of the team, uh, zoom call he said it's you know it's 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 he's been out so long that in a, in a way it's it's a different team there are a lot of new players than when he played his last full season in the in the stanley cup year and so it, it will be a, 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 an adjustment and uh you, you know i it, the i guess you can say the adjustment just hasn't uh, uh been there i mean he, he had no shot attempts not no shot on goals he had no shot attempts in his uh his uh his his last game and uh, that he played and uh it was fitting because you just you just didn't notice him on 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 the ice so yeah what do you do when you're healthy who goes out of the lineup i i know i can hear the chorus already zach sanford (laughs) but uh uh yeah it 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 is a puzzle not just for the immediate future but you know kind of long term with uh you know an an off-season looming and expansion draft and uh uh, Tom and I have both been on the same page on this though, for a long time. That I, I think we both thought that this season, we weren't going to see uh vintage uh, Vladdy just because he had missed so much time again, four games in a year and a half. But uh, now, you know, party has to wonder, will we ever see a vintage Vladdy? You know, fittingly uh, Winston Churchill said of Russia, um, you know, that Russia is a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. Um, and and that uh, pretty much speaks to the Tarasenko situation, I think, is, uh, you know, you know, when you have a guy that first Anaheim game, he was just, you know, a, a non-factor out there. I mean, he played whatever it was, 15 minutes and, you know, he was barely noticed, um, you know, it seemed like he didn't even touch the puck all that much. So, um you know, so right now, obviously, because he's not in the lineup because he's hurt, something is going on. And the question is going to be if he, when that, you know, it obviously really affected his game on Monday night. Um, when they get him back, is, is there any lingering effects of that going forward? Um, you know, there's always going to be the, te- the temptation and the tendency to play him because when he finds his game, it's a really good game and that will help the team. And, you know, you'd, you'd rather have Vladimir Tarasenko find his game than have Zach Sanford find his game or have Mackenzie McEachern find his game because the, the upside of it is much bigger 
if Tarasenko gets his game. So they're going to give him a lot of leeway. They're going to cut him a lot of slack. And he's, you know, he's going to have to prove that he can't help the team or that whatever the injury is too severe. So I think he's going to get a, he's going to get the ice time as long as it looks as though he can do something out there. One reason why the, uh, the group, uh, you know, certainly sputtered offensively couldn't get in sync the last couple of games, just out of rhythm. Uh, the, the puck moving D men are super important in today's game with as much pressure as teams apply uh, on uh, their forecheck and the way everybody is, is, you know, will press and take away lanes. Uh, so you're missing Tory Krug, which is a big deal. I think it all signs are that he'll be able to, to play soon, I guess. And, and, and also Vince Dunn's been, been missing in action, missed some time. Uh, I, that makes it tough. I mean, you want to have more size on your blue line. I mean, that's a cliche, but I think it's fair to say going into the Vegas series, that's what you would want. But uh, you also need the puck moving. And, and uh, JT, it's been missed, especially uh, Krug, who was, was playing some pretty good hockey here. Uh, you know, he is what he is. He's a little guy, but uh, he's been, uh, until he went out, he was playing some pretty good hockey. Yeah, he was, but you know, his best hockey of the year he'd had, I think like 10 assists in his last, uh, last 10 games. And, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it was noticeable last night. One of the things uh, when I ask uh, Baruby and we all like Nico Mikola, I think he, this latest batch of games he's played, he's, he's been more of a physical presence. He got into a fight last night, which uh, I didn't know, uh, you know, was, was, was part of his, uh, his game. So he's uh and he's had quite a few scrums, uh, it seems like, recently uh, by the net. So he's aggravating some people. But uh, one of the things that Baruby said about him was that uh, he needed to work on his passing and his puck management. And we saw that last night. He, he had some real troubles passing uh, back in his own end, some stuff that was uh, uh, intercepted uh, uh, by, by the Ducks. And so he, he is it decision-making or whatever. Obviously the game's moving very fast. So anyway, that, that, that showed up in that game, but you're, you're absolutely right, Jeff, both Dunn uh, and uh, Krug. And I thought Dunn was playing better defensively and better uh, uh, moving the puck. It seems like Vince Dunn gets in trouble when he just kind of waits and decides what to do back in his own end. That's when the, uh, uh, the miscues happened, but he, it seemed like he was consciously trying to get the puck out quicker. So it'll, it'll help definitely to have those two guys back. And, and I think it's short term for both of those guys. They, they were on the ice uh, for the morning skate and stayed, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes late doing cardio work. Uh, so, and, and uh, we didn't ask Baruby about Dunn's status yesterday, but he said he thought by the end of the week, he would be back in the lineup and then, and he's indicated that Krug was a very short, short term thing too. So I would think that, you know, maybe by, by Vegas, the back-to-back here, we'll see one or both back. And I, I, I think that'll be good, but I, I think what we've shown, what we've seen here too, every time Wallman and Mikola get chances to play, I, even though Mikola again had some missteps, uh, uh, I, I think it bodes well for their future. I think both of those guys can be pretty good players moving forward. Yeah, we can't rule out, you know, the number of assists. Krug isn't, has only scored one goal. He's, he matched Bortuzzo in that total. But uh, his assist totals have been really impressive. He's, he's been setting up plays really well. I mean, the, Wallman and Mikola are still young, and the future is bright for them. You know, how do you feel about going to the playoffs with two guys who have, you know, less than – a full season of uh, experience there going up against <laughs> teams are going to go up against. And as it is, you know, you got to spread them out. You got to have one on each pairing. 
uh, the second and third pairing. So uh, the Blues need Dunn and Krug back. Um, there's no question about that. When I look at, uh, at Nico's uh, issue, it kind of reminds me a bit of a, and a poor version of Joel Edmondson. One reason why, when you looked at when the team decided not to pay Joel and and ultimately to move on from Joel, is if you looked at, uh, he just had a lot of. I mean, for as enthusiastic as he was with his, could be physical, he certainly had some ability to jump into play. You know, the whole uh, giveaway takeaway ratio was never very good for Joel, and uh, it sort of held him back. But maybe Montreal now he's playing twenty minutes a night. It's uh, it's coming together for Joel. But, uh, you know, I think uh, with Nico, it's, you know, it, it's a tough case. And then you, you throw in the fact that you're, here's a guy coming from the European scene, uh, bigger rank, certainly a, a different look. Uh, I don't think you run into sort of an intense forechecking uh, either in uh, Europe or in the AHL that you see the, the NHL rank is so small with the forechecking small anyways, compared to the international rank, but uh, it is really small. JT, the rink is really small for defensemen in today's NHL, the way the teams close on these guys. Yeah. And, and you know, he played, uh, what was it just last year in San Antonio, but or maybe he's played a couple of years to, to adjust Mikola, but yeah, he played two, three years. I mean, uh, you know, he's 25 years old. Uh, it's not like he's a, uh, you know, 22 year old, uh, 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 rookie coming, coming into the league. He's 25 years old. So, uh, uh, he, you know, he played, played some time over there in, uh, in Finland, but, uh, again, I, you know, I, I think it's something he can, he can, he can work on and, uh, uh, it, it's not like it always crops up, but, uh, uh, you know, Baruby sooner or later, usually is pretty good about telling us what needs to be done with the player. And I'm sure it's nothing he and his staff ha haven't discussed many times with the, with the individual players. And, and, and so, yeah, uh, you know, that, that, that's definitely something long-term that Mikola needs to, to work on, but you, you know, we all know what we like. He has that long reach, you know, he can probably gain a little more weight and strength, but he looks like that. We used to call them the, the cookie cutters, you know, when they had uh, Edmondson and Petro and Bo Meester, all those guys, you know, six, three, six, four, six, five, uh, two, 15, two, 25. And, and, uh, 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 that, that pairing with, uh, uh, Pareko, uh, you know, you, you can see, okay, that we, we're not going to say he's, he's, he's Bo Meester, but you can see some potential in that going, you know, moving forward. Now, this small ring talk, though, applies to uh, one of the questions du jour of Klim Kostin, who as he comes over and moves from the bigger European ring back here, where he's going to find he doesn't have the time, he doesn't have the space that he had, and how quickly can he make that transition of playing the North American game? I mean, being going to be asked to do it, you know, in the playoffs, essentially, they get up to speed on that. So that's, I think, going to be, you know, something to consider is how quickly uh, can Costin do that? Yeah, and speaking of Clem and the, and the general topic of, of the, the bigger, uh, potentially more physical wingers, the, the battles are, will be a huge part of the playoffs, the, the puck battles, the wall battles, uh, the battles in front of the net. So you have, you know, it's, you got, uh, we, you talk about, you know, Zach, this become a bit of a, a whipping boy here. He obviously needs to engage. Uh, he's drifted. Uh, Sammy, we, we all love Sammy in and out of the lineup with injuries, trying to find his place. Uh, Costin, irritable and big, you know, maybe, maybe next year. Hard to imagine as much this year. Uh, but Kyle Clifford is a guy, obviously great playoff pedigree. He's a guy who's been in and out a bit uh, with this group. But, uh, you know, I think he still skates well enough. 
And, you know, as he's proven again, he's, he's got a nose for the, the net. And uh, I can see him see Kyle Clifford playing, uh, you know, getting into games where he would even play and maybe even play third-line minutes as the Chief tries to uh, get his team in a, in a position to compete with the, the Golden Knights. Yeah, and I'd like to see more physicality from uh, Clifford. I expected more on, on, on that front from him. He surprised me with his skating ability, and he, he's not without, you know, devoid of, of, of offensive skill. But I thought we'd see him banging around a little bit more. Now, you know, he got in several fights early. I think he's got four fights for the season, but just didn't see kind of the consistent uh, uh, physical play. So if he can bring that, I mean, he, he certainly was a revelation last night. I mean, I, again, I guess, you know, sitting out for uh, a couple, three games as a healthy scratch uh, is, is a great form of motivation. Look what it's apparently done for Mike Hoffman. But, uh, yeah, that, that's a good point, uh, Jeff, that he, you know, especially uh, with the, the teams that the, uh, uh, the Blues are, are going to have to, 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 to face and, and, and get by if, if, if they want to get out of this division, they, they – they, they need more of that from Clifford. You know, the Blues seem to do well with, with guys that separate in the lineup who weren't supposed to be there but get in because of uh, injuries. Uh, somehow those guys seem to uh, have, the, have the right touch. You know, Hoffman only got in because of Thomas uh, getting hurt. Uh, Clifford was only in because either Tarasenko or Blay uh, were not in the lineup yesterday. So um, that's something that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, not a situation you like to be in, but it's one that Blues guys seem to have managed to uh, maximize. So um, as much as you'd like to settle in on a lineup, uh, the, the, the new blood uh, helps. And you're going to get a look at it, assuming that the Blues you know, secure this playoff spot uh, sometime in the next few days. They'll have some time to, to give some guys a rest uh, over the last week, that last half week of the season. Um, hopefully, for their sake, they would like to have it clinched by then so that they can give guys some days off. When you look at, uh, you know, what happened last night, I, I think it's, it's another tribute to, uh, you know, one hockey uh, players and hockey teams, uh, you know, they, they get it for the most part. And uh, David Backus, who's had a heck of a career and uh, served this, uh, this franchise well, for, for many, many years before deciding that he needed that extra contract year. So he packed up and moved to, to Boston. Um, you know, at the end, it, it was pretty cool, pretty cool to see the response of the team and also David uh, knowing that this is, you know, in all likelihood, the swan song. Um, JT, I mean, it's uh, in hockey, you know, I don't know that we see this as much in other sports. You've covered all the sports. Um, hockey's unique and the fact that the guys got it even a lot of the guys who didn't play with back as most of the guys didn't but they get it and it was nice nice to see what they did it was fantastic and uh uh you know uh uh stick taps for uh anaheim i mean this sounds like this came together pretty quickly uh obviously maybe it doesn't happen if anaheim's fighting for a playoff berth but he, he wasn't even on the, the the active roster uh coming into uh st louis and they they they, they, they make this happen. Uh, uh, Ryan Getzlaff, the, uh, the captain of the Ducks, was doing some lobbying. I mean, maybe not quite Rudy, you know, throwing his jersey on, uh, on Dallas Eakins' <laughs> uh, desk, you know, to, hey, give him my spot in the lineup. But, yeah, they had to create a lineup spot, uh, a roster spot for him. And then, boy, one of the things the Blues do best is, uh, you know, when, when one of their own comes back, one of their former heroes come back, uh, uh, 
uh, man, do they do it right with the, with the video tribute and everything. And, and again, you know, uh, a, a, a tough point loss for, for, for the blues last night. And yet they still, you know, line up and, uh, pay their respects, uh, to Bacchus. It was, it was, uh, yeah. And it, it's, it's one thing I've come to see in, in hockey, just uh, all these, uh, all these hockey traditions are just, uh, they're just fantastic. Like the, uh, you know, the, uh, Taking a, if you're a rookie playing in your first game, just uh, you, you take the first lap out there before the game. All, all this kind of stuff about the game of hockey just uh, it's been fascinating for me. And Bacchus was a very essential figure in this in that team's history, as far as you know, as they emerged from the you know, the murk of that of where that team was and came back under Ken Hitchcock to be a, a contender uh, in the Western Conference, and and Bacchus was. Essential, and then Bacchus, you know, the even after he left, I mean, you know, Alex Petrangelo was Bacchus's protege as captain, and so his kind of the legacy carried on there. Um, so I mean, Bacchus meant a, a lot. He's a guy that uh, you know, had he stayed, could have been pushing franchise records in a lot of categories, um, and, and he was just a, a swell guy, and he was he was accommodating and he was uh, he was a great leader and wise and he once brought a pig to practice so that was uh, many many contributions of david backus uh a tribute to buffalo head as uh yes it was that petro that uh, told him to settle down mm -hmm. buffalo head yeah <laughs> yeah you know you gotta jt uh, you gotta love hockey players you gotta yeah. love them oh yeah 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 and this big strong uh you know this tough guy as you remember back it's just uh uh both during the video tribute and after uh, the game, he, he was the number one star, got interviewed by, by Pang and, and several fans stayed to, to listen to it. Just this big, tough guy, just trying to maintain his emotions, fight back the, uh, uh, the tears. It was, it was very, uh, uh, very heartwarming uh, uh, to see. And uh, uh, yeah, but best of luck to, to, to Bacchus, who obviously I, I never covered, but the boy, you guys, everybody, uh, the, the veteran scribes uh, to speak so highly of the guy. And you got to love how fate works that the last two games or the last two series, as it, now we can say of the Anaheim season are at St. Louis and then at Minnesota. I mean, the two places, I mean, if, if David Backus had gone to the league office and said, draw up this schedule this way, so I can finish in these two cities, that's what you would have done. And I doubt that happened, but it's working out perfectly for uh, Backus's farewell to the NHL. Okay, last topic on the net front. Uh, also looking uh, at a former Blues, uh, huge figure in the Blues development and, and coming out of the morass that was where this franchise was. You know, guys, I hate to see what happened to, uh, to JD in New York, uh, Davidson. Uh, you got a goofy owner with there that makes you appreciate uh, Tom Stillman all the more. Uh, James Dolan issues this statement demanding the uh, firing of the uh, enforcement czar, Paros, because Tom Wilson, against all odds, might have stepped over the line again. Uh, <laughs> you know, JT, I mean, it, it does. It, what a bizarre set of circumstances. And you see the owner blow up, issue a stupid statement, and end up firing the president and the general manager all in like a 24-hour swoop. Uh, it kind of makes you, you know, and you've covered some goofy franchises, JT. <laughs> Uh, you know, one in particular. So I guess it's another <laughs> reminder that it's, it's a little refreshing to, to have a normalcy at the top of a, of a franchise. 
Yeah, and what a night that was uh, with with the Capitals. With everything going on, you, oh. you have a situation with the front office. You have like twenty seven fights, and uh, then you have the the heartwarming, you know, T.J. Oshie scoring the hat trick after uh, uh, his father, the coach, uh, uh, passes. But uh, so the, the timing of the Davidson uh, and, and and GM uh, firing Gordon firing uh, puzzled me though. I mean. So this had nothing to do with like ripping the league and demand. I mean, if they were going to fire him, couldn't they have waited a week till the end of the season? I mean, uh, seemed a little peculiar. That's one of the things that makes the Rangers so endearing. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, JD did you know brought a lot here. Again, he became the the uh, face and voice of the franchise when the team was not doing well, and um, you know, kind of charted that path out. This could well be the last stop for JD. He's 68 years old. <clears throat> what does, you know, yeah, uh, certainly has earned a retirement or, and certainly can go into the media back again because that's where he got started and uh, do that all over again. Uh, he would be in demand there um, as someone who knows the league inside and out and um, can convey that information very well. And uh, JT, how do you think the last day or two has been in the uh, in Gary Batman's office? Here he is. You know, the New York, the, you know, the main New York franchise, uh, well, you know, one of the, you know, just, a, you know, one of your brand names and it's just, uh, just the whole thing, the, the, the fighting, you know, the stupidity of a line brawl, which he really frowns upon these days, the, the attacking of the integrity of the uh, player safety uh, department and, you know, just, and then just the theatrical dismissal of a, the well-respected team president as well as the GM. I mean, they made Batman. And but what can he do with Dolan? <laughs> Dolan's just goofy, and you know he owns the arena, owns the basketball team, he owns the hockey team. He just must be squirming. He probably wasn't taking any calls, you know. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm out of the office, and and the whole just Tom Wilson thing. I I I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I uh, there were so many people fighting. I was waiting for like Oscar Sundquist to come out of the stands with his, <laughs> with his crutches from his knee surgery. Yeah, remember that preseason game. You know, and and hating Tom Wilson over the uh, over the head, but uh, yeah, I player player safety quotes air quotes. You know, the, the league must have really, really been been strongly behind not suspending Wilson and thinking that he did nothing because if they had suspended him for four games for the rest of the regular season, everyone would have said, "Okay, the penalty's a little light, but okay," and they'd have gone on with their lives any kind of penalty, but to say nothing at all, that was, you know, if you suspend the guy, people in Washington complain, but by not sending everybody else, 99% of the league goes nuts about it, especially the New York Rangers who are going to play on the next day. I mean, it's like, you know, there, there was no way that move was not going to not play out well. It was going to be a disaster. So, I mean, the league must have really, really felt strongly that part of the players said, nope, there's nothing wrong there. Because other, it was just so many moves they could have made that would have alleviate, alleviated all that, and they didn't do it. Yeah, and JT, all you had to do was look at the schedule and say, well, we got to give them something because otherwise it's not going to be good. The next game is going to be bad. And yeah, just, was, heck, just suspend them for the Rangers game. Then you you avoid all that, you know, just even <laughs> one game. and People would have yelled, but, I mean, I'm getting emails about uh, petitions about Tom Wilson. I mean, uh, 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 and I signed it, but no, but, uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's just it's just not to, and this isn't the first time, obviously. We're we're all wondering what are they thinking over there at NHL headquarters. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, this goes goes back to Mark Stone and Tyler Bozak at <laughs> the beginning of the season for Blues fans. What? How do you not do something yeah. for that? Yeah. Well, I do think my, my final note on this edition of Netfront Presence, maybe they need to find a finesse player uh, in that role. I think you keep putting tough, you put tough guys in that role of guiding player safety. They look at things a little differently. I mean, put, put somebody that, that has lived in uh, Pavel Buchnevich's uh, skates, you know, or, or Artemi Panarin who got ragdolled, you know, got grabbed by the hair and tossed like a, like a uh, mm-hmm. small child uh, by a grizzly bear. Um, it just, uh, <laughs> You know, you maybe you need to, you know, for the lack of a better word, put a pansy in that position. Um, and, and maybe you get a Lady seeing, Bing winner to, to be in that. Yeah, well, I mean, not, not that all Lady Bing winners are pansies because we wouldn't want to put that on anybody. But, you know, some, I, all of a sudden I'm mean, like, it's the 1980s again, JT, watching this stuff. This is some high quality brainstorming we're doing here. That's why at the net front, you, we, you not only get the analysis, we offer potential <laughs> solutions. Lady Bing. <laughs> Lady Bing winner. That's 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 right. That's right. Some, somebody's got to be available. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see with uh, that's Pierre Turgeon on line two. Line two. <laughs> All right. For uh, Jim Thomas, for Tom Timmerman, this is Jeff Gordon. This has been the Net Front Presence. A reminder that all of our podcasts are available on our website. You can find, uh, we put them in our stories. We put them on our, our pages. Uh, you can find them also on your favorite uh, podcast app. Tell your friends about us if you haven't heard. Uh, Until next time, and we'll be ready for the playoffs, I do believe. Uh, For Jim Thomas, for Tom Timmerman, I'm Jeff. See ya!